Welcome to Marvelicious Toys continuing coverage of 2014 Toy Fair International. Hosted by Marjorie, Justin, and Arnie. See pictures of all the Marvelicious new toys and collectibles at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, continuing coverage of Toy Fair 2014. I'm Marjorie. I'm tired, and I'm Arnie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Not that I'm Arnie, I'm just really tired. <laughs> I'm concerned for you guys' well-being. <laughs> Man, we have those Fitbits. We actually did like a gift of the Magi thing and got <laughs> each other the exact same Christmas gift last year. Each got a Fitbit. So I could tell you something that is very disturbing. At Toy Fair, I walked over 45,000 steps and 20 miles. Wow. That's actually pretty impressive. And did about 45 flights of stairs. Yeah, my Fitbit like exploded by about 10 a.m. every morning between walking from our hotel to the convention center because I don't know what idiot decided to put the convention center four long blocks away from any subway stop in New York City. We've been doing this for years. They are finally building a subway stop. It should be open by New York Comic Con. Well, they've been building it for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. And the convention center itself, it's like the architect was Escher. MC Escher. It, it, it's a little bit of MC Escher and Winchester House because you'll go certain places and it's like, well, got to turn around. There's nothing here. <laughs> it was incredibly uh, tiresome, but we got to see so much very cool things at the convention center. Before we talk about what we saw at Javits, though, I do want to do one piece of follow up from our last show where we talked about all the Hasbro stuff which you can hear in our archives at episode 110. We had the interview with Dwight Stahl where we asked about North Star. And he told us to go talk to some of these other people who've been dealing more with shipping. Well, we didn't put this in the show, but we went to everybody there. And they're all like, yeah, we just don't know. Hmm. Nobody at Hasbro's Toy Fair presentation could answer the question of even if North Star has been made. <laughs> We were shoved off, and it, it was kind of like, you know, that new guy in the warehouse where they want him to go around and ask everybody how to get this widget fixed, and the whole joke is the widget doesn't exist. That's kind of how I felt. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because we were sent to talk to somebody else, and then she sent us to somebody else, and finally I'm just like, all right, I'm ordering a blind box case. I don't know if Northstar will be in it when it arrives. Oh, <laughs> uh, You guys got, uh... Melvin, isn't that the guy's name on Office Space? Milton. Milton. You guys got Milton. Probably. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and need to have you talk to the guys in shipping, okay? <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> it would have been more productive if I'd just gone to China. There you go. <laughs> but we'll have a lot more to talk about with Hasbro as the stuff starts hitting the shelves. But let's talk about all these other companies that we got to see at Javits. There was so much there. Marjorie and I recorded quite a bit at the convention. Here's the segments from the convention center floor. So we're at the Javits Center. It is Sunday morning that we're recording this, and I just got out of Lego's booth, got to see their new sets coming for this year and the set we weren't allowed to photograph and it's oh, a little bit of a bummer because they're going to be out soon enough 
when we are recording this, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer hasn't come out yet. And because of that, Marvel was telling Lego, be very cautious about it. We couldn't photograph the Guardians of the Galaxy sets. Please tell me there's a Rocket Raccoon minifigure. There's a Rocket Raccoon minifigure. Is there anything else for him? Yeah, there's three Guardians of the Galaxy sets. And I had to just write down all the details since I couldn't take a photo. The first is the Milano Spaceship Rescue. And the ship was really colorful, about 10 inches long, 14 inches wide. It comes with a smaller ship as well, five minifigures. You get a Star-Lord who has a removable mask, Gamora, Drax, Ronin and the Searcher. They had a smaller set, the Star Blaster Showdown, which had two small ships, Star-Lord, Searcher again, and a Nova officer that, in my mind, looked a little bit like the John C. Riley character. I mean, it's a minifigure, but I looked at that, I'm like, I think they're trying to get a little bit of John C. Riley in that expression. And then the third set, the Nowhere Escape Mission, and that's K-N-O-W Where Escape Mission. It's got a building with it and it's got your rocket raccoon he's in a little wheeled vehicle that has a claw on the front i'm hoping the movie will explain what this is after iron man 3 with the speedboat escape i'm not so sure that these will even be in the movie but you get your rocket raccoon nebula and another searcher figure there's a searcher in each of these sets so he's going to be a major character but then there's also a Groot, and this is, you build Groot out of Lego pieces, and he's a giant figure about four inches tall. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was a really much bigger figure. He doesn't look like Lego, he doesn't have the Lego bumps, but you kind of assemble him so you get the larger figure, and I thought that was a nice set. It'll cost you if you want to assemble the Guardians. The Nowhere Escape is $39.99. The Milano Spaceship was $74.99. And then the Star Blaster Showdown was only $19.99. Hmm. I'd be anxious to see these in person. Yeah. I wish I could have taken some photos. The Rocket Raccoon was absolutely cute. The Drax was very gray. I wasn't even sure it was Drax at first. I kind of had to guess. I'm like, well, there's the tattoos, so I guess it's Drax. And I know he's less green in the movie. Gamora was very green. And the Searcher figure just is a hooded character. So again, I think it comes down to seeing the movie and seeing how these fit into the movie to decide the excitement. But I think it's definitely worth getting your Guardians team together. Yeah, I'm super excited about those sets. Then they had a lot of other sets that some of which are already on store shelves, such as Hulk Lab Smash set. This is out now, but I haven't seen it in stores. I got to first see it here with its just amazing MODOK minifig. I know. I saw that. I was super excited about that one. It comes with a big Hulk like we had in our Avengers set before, a Thor, a Taskmaster, a Falcon, just a really cool set that I will definitely be picking up when it shows up. Also, the Spider-Man Doc Ock truck heist where you get the Dr. Octopus with Lego tentacles and then another Spider-Man figure. Although the set that excited me a little bit more than that one for Spider-Man was a Spider-Man that comes with Mary Jane and the Super Strength Goblin. And it's 
the spider helicopter rescue. I don't know why people keep thinking Spider-Man needs a vehicle. He's got web shooters. He can web swing. He doesn't need a spider copter. Sure he does. How's he going to get around? I also don't know that Spider-Man's so into the marketing with the red and blue. It's a red and blue helicopter. He is very, very fashion conscious. It's got a Luke Cage and then the Super Strength Goblin, but I just love that it, the Goblin is actually able to hold Mary Jane as a hostage upside down. It's a giant figure, that Goblin. In the X-Men set, tying into the upcoming X-Men Days of Future Past, there's a nice set that has an X-Jet with Wolverine and it's Storm. These are all comic-based figures, Magneto, but nice to see the X-Men getting another set out there that was comic-based. And finally, a comic-based Captain America set, Captain America versus Hydra, and it's got a Hydra vehicle driven by the Red Skull and a green Hydra soldier there, Captain America on his motorcycle. He does need a motorcycle, though. I imagine the X-Men set's going to be the hit of the bunch with Storm, and it's got a big Sentinel. And so the Sentinel's a giant minifigure that stands probably four times as tall as any other figure. That's awesome. I love the larger scale figures. And it's not a movie-based Sentinel with a giant fan blade in the center, so... A smaller amount of Lego sets this year for Marvel. I mean, there aren't a ton of them again. I kind of like that they're keeping their pace very measured. They're doing things that tie into the Disney XD cartoon series and tying into the movies, you know, the but not movie-based with the exceptions of Guardians of the Galaxy. So looking forward to it. It was a great showing this morning at Lego, and I'm ready to move on and see what other toys are here on the floor. Well, we just finished touring Funko, and let me tell you, I'm still all in in Guardians of the Galaxies. Not only do they have the Funko Pop vinyls, but they've got wacky wobblers of Rocket Raccoon and Star-Lord also. And you admonish me many times for wacky wobbler purchases. I have, but this is different because I'm buying them. I'm tempted by the wacky wobbler Electro with the glow-in-the-dark translucent head. Well, yes, that would be something to purchase as well. Because I like a man with a big glow-in-the-dark translucent head. I'm not going to touch that. That going to touch the translucent glow-in-the-dark head? No. They had a ton of stuff. They are going to take your money. If you're all in on Guardians, I mean, we've been talking on this show quite a bit about the mystery minis, the collector-oriented figures. We got to see those in person, and I didn't realize this. They're bobbleheads. Yeah, it, you didn't notice that, but I still want them, and I don't care if there's crazy chases. She told us today that there's going to be exclusives of the blind packages at Hot Topic. Yeah, we saw an orange Deadpool. That makes it the third Deadpool. There's the regular Deadpool, the Super Chase Deadpool, and now an orange Deadpool that's going to be an exclusive to someplace like Hot Topic. So you have to buy blind packaged at certain stores to get these figures in addition to the other figures. Yeah, so that's going to be fun, right? What's going to be even more fun, and by fun I mean wallet draining, is you're all in on Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy mini mysteries line later in the year when the movie comes out. Yeah, look, I've put up with a lot of stuff from you and your silly purchases, so just give me this one. Uh, by one, is it the blind packaged mystery minis, or is it the Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I think that counts as two that just happen to intersect in the Venn diagram of your collecting. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. They also had some very cool plushies coming out called Fabrications that have neck articulation. They're collector-oriented metal pads in their feet, so they stand up and they rotate their head. I have a feeling Justin will be going after that Deadpool. He is pretty nice, the Deadpool. Not Justin, but Justin's nice, too. 
The fabrications are just 20 bucks, so not a bad price point. Not a ton of pop vinyls coming though. They said that the pop vinyls really have brought a lot of collectors to them. A lot of female collectors just broaden their collector base by doing so many pop vinyls. But we saw the movie pop vinyls for Captain America. We saw Electro from Spider-Man. We got to see the Agent Coulson coming out in April. I expected a wall of pop vinyls, but it looks like they're so busy making pop vinyls for everything under the sun from Ghostbusters. They had a kick-ass Slimer one. And all of these other licenses, I mean, you name the license, Game of Thrones, Desolation of Smiled, all of these licenses, and they're doing pop vinyls for them. Dude, they've got everything. So if, you know, Marvel is not your thing, but you're listening to us, so I'm not really sure why it isn't your thing. But you can buy lots of other things from Funko. They've got a tremendous amount of licenses and probably something for everybody, literally. Yeah, they've definitely exploded this year as a collector-focused company. And so I think that they're ones worth paying a lot of attention to. And we're going to move on next. We just hit the booth of the collectible that I was most interested in seeing at all of Toy Fair. Though we left the 3A booth. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. They had the Iron Man figures out in Doctor Doom. Dr. Doom was a reveal here. He was unpainted, still just the base unpainted sculpt, but looked a lot more like Doom, but still very robot stylized than the Iron Man did to Iron Man. They're a lot taller than I guess I visualized they would be. Yeah, I had thought about hot toy size. They feel a lot bigger than a hot toy just in seeing them. I'm, admittedly, scale gets skewed when you're in a big convention center, but these felt a couple inches larger than an Iron Man. Really poseable. They had them in a lot of dynamic poses out there, and I was surprised that they were able to strike that pose. And looking at them, I now get it more than I did seeing the pictures online. I look at them, I'm like, I really see how this is like a steampunky kind of feel. Yeah, I don't know that's necessarily for me. They just kind of seemed very, not robot-y, but utilitarian. I don't think the colors are vibrant enough. I, I liked how they articulated, though. They seemed very loosey-goosey. One of them fell while we were there, and the guy even there had a hard time getting them to stand up, and they lots of articulation. Yeah, that was the downside, at least on the ones on the display floor here, was that they did seem very hard to stand up. We were just taking pictures of them, and one just right over on the ankles. And I think it was an articulation failure where he was a little weighted forward, and the ankles just slid, took him down. I agree with you that I, you know, for the style, the muted paints that look a little bit rusted, a little bit aged work. I like the more vibrant, you know, fresh off the showroom floor car type of colors for Iron Man. That's not what these are, but they're incredibly detailed in their paint. If you look at all the detail, like the striping and things that make it look like an S16 jet engine or something like that. I don't know all the terms for the numerology that they painted on them, but a very cool line and definitely one to watch. Currently, the Iron Man's aren't for me. It's never a line I'd be all in on, but I could see like an accent piece or something. I get it now. And they do a lot of stuff. They don't all just do this robotic style. They had a lot of stuff out there that looked human. 3A does a lot of different types of collectibles, but 
it's a really cool line. I really enjoyed seeing it in person and getting a sense of its scale and the movement. I feel a little lucky that it fell in our presence so we could see exactly how they move and everything. They seem very lightweight like a hot toy. It's not going to be one that you buy and it has a lot of heft to it. But a nice line and I'm that was what had my curiosity the most coming to Toy Fair and it did not disappoint and that they went to Doctor Doom next I'm a little bit curious they're gonna run out of robot figures yeah there are a very limited number of robot figures I guess they could still do Silver Surfer well he's not a robot you no, got but he's like I, I guess they could kind of do him because he's not really humanish. maybe Ultron yeah I guess they could do like a really steampunky vision. Galactus or a Sentinel? Galactus, he's got an angular look to him, so I can see that. Sentinel. I uh, Yeah, I know. It was clicking with me. I was going through your list in order. I could, get, I could see myself getting a steampunky Sentinel. See? Yeah. You need to talk to those guys and give them that idea, that is Sentinel. If, if they can do to a Sentinel what they're doing in Days of Future Past the movie, I think I'd prefer what 3A might do to one. So let's talk Kid Robot. Oh, God. Now, so much money. So much money. I know when these first came out, we didn't quite get them, and a few of our listeners took us to task because they were like, Kid Robot has a passionate fan base, and, you know, we needed to explore that a little more. And when we found some of the Kid Robot stuff at retail, Marjorie picked up a couple of the Labbits. I did, and then my dog ate one, and we had to buy some more, and that kind of exploded, and, well, we've got lots of Labbits and monies now. We found a Barnes & Noble going out of business and had all of their monies about 60% off. I picked those up. Well, I'm excited to announce they are continuing with the Money series and the Labbit series and all these different series. In the big Labbits, the expensive Labbits, there's one, it's almost like they listen to Marvelicious Toys because they're doing a Ghost Rider for me and a Deadpool for Justin. And I really wonder, Justin, you're going to have to tell us at the end of the show if you're going to bite on a Deadpool Labbit with a giant machine gun. It's cute that he comes with a little machine gun, and I love the Ghost Rider with his little flamey head and the fact that he's a rabbit skeleton head. And I asked them a question because this had been one that, as I was photographing Labbits, came to me. Why do they have buttholes? And with, like, the Venom, the symbiote doesn't go around the anus. And I was curious why Venom had a bare butthole. And how the hell Marvel let that happen? And it turned out that that was a requirement of the designer of the Labbits, is every Labbit must have a butthole. Well, they have to poo. And Marvel said, remove the butthole. And they're like, well, no, we're not going to do that. That's part of the design. And so Disney relented and allowed them to have a Venom butthole and a Doc Ock butthole and coming out a whole bunch of new buttholes. They also have a line of zipper poles in there that are super cute, too. I remember, Justin, we were talking about the 132nd scale. This may have actually been accomplished. The thing with the zipper poles, we did pick up one of those. You dipped your toe in the water. They are so so tiny. They are. Well, they're zipper pulls. If you recall, I had a sweatshirt that had a bullet casing for a zipper pull, and I almost knocked a tooth out with it. Problem is, these were expensive for as tiny as they are. They were like $10. 
Yeah, I think that even at a regular price, we may have overpaid, but I think six or so for the zipper pulls online. Just a lot of money there for what you get. Here's something they said that was very interesting to me, though, is that the blind packaging is not working in the U.S. The stores don't want to carry it. People don't want to buy it. So a lot of their monies and labits are going to come both blind packaged and not, but they're going to be variants. Like the Deadpool is going to be beat up and have a bunch of bandages in the collector showcase packaging, which is a window box. And then if you go to the blind box, you can get him in his pristine condition. I think that's sad because there's so much blind box coming in, like with the Funko and everything. And I really hope it takes off because that's one of my favorite things in the whole world is blind box. It's the bane of my existence because you know you're buying stuff you don't want but I find it very interesting that Funko is exploding in a buying box area and yet Kid Robot, they actually start talking about how they have to try to make things more store friendly, more retailer friendly. They're trying to keep the Kid Robot in these collectibles but they're having trouble getting anything not licensed into stores and or mass retail like Hot Topic. And so I found it just a real interesting dichotomy that Funko's really pushing hard on the blind box this year with the Mystery Minis, whereas Kid Robot did that last year and got a lot of pushback. Yeah, it's very interesting. So this year is going to be a telling year for the blind box world. But for the Kid Robot fans, hey, we relent. We understand the aesthetic now. And we were also told here at the booth, this, the stickers are just for kids or people like me with no artistic talent who want to have a Spider-Man there. These are really just supposed to be blank things for you to paint and art up. Well, and what they had on display as an example to encourage it was w one of the employees' husbands was a fourth grade teacher, so he took some to his class and let his class decorate them. And those are the ones they have on display. And there's a Spider-Man with a unicorn horn and a mustache, and it's super awesome. Yeah, I liked it. It was like they got graffitied. I mean, I thought it was like they were going to tell us they had some professional tagger. You know how they have those graffiti artists who make millions of dollars doing graffiti? I thought they would have had one of those when he said there was a story. No, it was a fourth grade class. I think it was really cool. Do you need Labbit t-shirts? Because they're coming out with the Labbit t-shirts as well. I thought I saw those somewhere before. Oh, I think we might have. I, maybe a hot topic. Yeah, I'm, I, I've passed on them. I'm, I'm trying to curtail the t-shirts because you make fun of me. They also have Labbit variant cover comics at GoHastings.com, like Superior Spider-Man with the Venom Labbit. I don't need those, but you might. So joining us now is Hillary Fine at Uncle Milton. Hello. Hi, it's nice to see you again. Good to see you. So we've got some new Marvel products out here, I see. Yes, we have three new Marvel products for 2014. Uh, we have Hulk joining the crew and Captain America joining the crew. So we have two Hulk items, one for this spring and one for the fall. The spring item is our transforming Hulk. So Hulk is inside a container sitting in his vault. And when you put water inside, Hulk will start to grow and break out of the vault and grow up to four times his size in the container. When he's done growing, you jump the water out, then he'll start to shrink down as he dries up. When you want to grow him again, you just put water back in the container and he grows again. The vault itself inside, though, is a one-time use, but you can grow him over and over again. And that's $13.99, and it'll be in stores within, like, the next few weeks. Now, how long does he take to grow? Because I see there's water in there. We just put the water in there last night, and he takes about 24 to 48 hours to break out of his vault and start to grow. Okay. 
And what I know you guys always include those sheets that include some scientific facts. What uh, lessons are coming with the Transforming Hulk? With Transforming Hulk, we talk about gamma radiation, the electromagnetic spectrum, and adrenaline. So kids can learn, like, you know, how Hulk was saturated in gamma radiation and how that works on Earth with us. Very cool. And then I see there's a Hulk Smash Lab. Yes, this is our Hulk Smash Lab. So you have different discs with different Hulk characters of the Hulk and the Agents of Smash. And then you use your launcher here to take one of the discs place it on the launcher. And the point of the game here is to try to knock down all the villains that are on the buildings. You'll see that on the buildings there's little villains sitting up there and then you have some larger ones just standing there or hiding behind the rocks. So you want to try to figure out how hard to release the launcher here and then launch your disc and knock down a villain. And this will be $29.99 available this fall. Very cool. And there's a Captain America one that's somewhat similar, right? This is our Captain America shield trainer. So this one's actually a board game. So the point of this one is to get your one villain that's sitting over here. And you have your Captain America shield inside your launcher. And what you want to do is use these rebound bars that we have here sitting on the game board. And they have little rubber bands here so that your shield will bounce off of them after you launch it. And the point of the game is to figure out the trajectories the trajectory to launch your shield at so that you can hit that villain. So I'll load it up, launch it, and not knock down the villain. <laughs> it's a strategy game, so you can figure out which angles to do it at, how to get around these walls that we have sitting up here, and eventually you'll figure out how to knock down the villain. And there's different levels too. You have an easy level, then a medium level, and then a hard level. And with these two, what are the educational aspects on those? With the Hulk Smash Lab, you'll learn about different launchers and trajectories. With Captain America, we're actually kind of teaching a little bit about different sports. We talk about the game of pool because it's similar to this game where you have to use the, the walls on the pool table to bounce your balls off of and try to get around the eight ball without knocking it in before you knock your other balls in. So it's a lot of fun. Very cool. Thank you very much. So we are at Toy Fair at the Kotobukiya booth with Dan Luan. Hello again, sir. Hey, Arnie. How are you doing? I'm doing really well because I am looking at the entire Adi Granov Avengers set sitting here in your booth. Yes, this is actually the first time we're showing the entire team in public. First time Iron Man's being shown and the first time Thor is being shown fully painted. We had Thor at New York Comic Con, but he was unpainted along with Hawkeye. Yeah, these are looking great. Absolutely phenomenal pieces here. I mean, the price point you're bringing these in at, the ones that are on pre-order and the prices you have listed here, I mean, it's a very affordable collection, but the sculpts and the paint job you brought here is really the Kotobukiya quality at a much lower price point than I'm, than I'm used to paying for your stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the benefits of RFX Plus is the fact that smaller scale equals less cost to both, you know, us to make these items you know, the molds and things like that, plus to the consumer. And it takes up less shelf space, so you can have a bigger team come together on one shelf as opposed to maybe just one piece at like a one-fourth scale or even two pieces at a one-sixth scale. So with these being revealed, and you say it says on the slip here that the Iron Man's going to be released in December of 2014, 
Uh, when do you expect to announce what your next leg is going to be with the RFX Plus scale in Marvel? Well, I can tell you right now that our next character will be Deadpool. Oh, nice. So we're going to be doing Deadpool. We're bringing on another artist um, to work on the Deadpool. And then after Deadpool, we have another team coming in. I can't disclose what team that is. It's a little early. But by San Diego Comic Con, we should have that available to uh, unveil. Very cool. And then you've got a slip here that says Iron Man 3 artifacts coming this summer. Yeah, that actually we were just expecting to have some items here, just the Mark 42 and War Machine. Uh, because of the weather in this New York area, things got a little delayed, so we had to just fill that space with something. We don't have any plans for any new 1-6 scale uh, Iron Man statues at this time. Okay, I was a little confused. It did seem a little bit odd. I knew you'd done the ones last year for the movie. I'm like, oh, they, had, they held something back. <laughs> oh, and also uh, I'd like to quickly mention is that we're going to be supporting Guardians of the Galaxy. So we have an Artifacts Plus uh, piece for that uh, license also. Any chance of a Rocket Raccoon in there? Too early to say, but I will be, it will be revealed very soon. Yeah, Marjorie is very excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. She is very, very excited for all the products that are tying into that. I'm sure in a couple of weeks you're going to see a flood of Guardians of the Galaxy merchandise out there. But we're hoping that the one we've done, fans will really like. Again, Artifacts Plus, so the price point, very reasonable for what you're getting. Did you say you're just doing one piece, though? Yes, we're doing one piece. Uh, we just want to, you know, we want to start off with one very strong piece, and if the response is positive, we definitely will consider others. Great, and then we can come around here to the Bishojo line, and I think this is my first time seeing Spider-Woman painted, isn't it? This is the first time we're showing Spider-Woman uh, with her base. Okay. I, I believe she was painted at um, New York Comic Con. I may be mistaken on that. Uh, she might have been, maybe. I, I could be wrong, but I did see online that you did get the thing we talked about at Comic-Con where you can put the extra yes. face in the base. Yes, yes. I'm real excited about that. I, I remember we did talk about that, about how Harley Quinn had that feature. So um, why shouldn't Spider-Woman? And yeah, we were able to integrate that small compartment so you can store the extra face plate underneath the statue. Now, I know that when you posted that on your Facebook page, a lot of fans were a little bit concerned about scratching occurring with it underneath. Is that going to be an issue? I really don't think so. There's there's ample space in that compartment to store the faceplate. Um, and again, as someone mentioned on Facebook, it's a statue. Just carefully place the faceplate in there and it should be fine. It's, you know, as long as you're not, uh, you know, constantly putting it in and out, in and out, it, it, there shouldn't be any issues. Great. And then you have the Psylocke and the Kitty Pride, which are both at retail. I know because I have them on my home shelf. <laughs> And then in your art of, or your fine art statue line here, uh, I think these are two, the Psylocke and the Juggernaut. Those were at Comic Con, right? They were yes, they were. Um, Psylocke will be our next art, uh, fine art statue release in April, and then she'll be followed by Juggernaut in August. Uh, Wolverine, we were hoping to have here at the show, but unfortunately the weather kept him from arriving on time. Uh, but we're still keeping our fingers crossed that he might arrive before the end of the show. If no, uh, if it doesn't arrive, we've already posted uh, a sneak peek image on our Facebook page, so your your listeners can definitely go there and check it out. And he's coming out in 15, so you've just got the two pieces in 14. Uh, at this time, that's what it's looking like. We're we're planning on having 
at least two more reveals at San Diego Comic Con, so it's not like the line is dying or, or, or dead. It's just that, you know, we, we're, we're working with people's schedules. As you may know, we work with one sculptor on this particular line, Eric Sosa. He's been very busy, you know, being so talented, he has a lot of opportunities to do other things. Um, but he's totally on board with our Marvel line. In fact, he told me personally that this is his finest Wolverine ever. So he's put a lot of time into it. And and when you see when you see the images, uh, I think you'll agree that it, that it's an incredible piece. Yeah, the sculpt on the picture you have here looks amazing with the face, all the lines in it, the rage coming through, and the really dynamic pose. It does look like a really nice Wolverine piece. Yes, and he'll also come with an alternate portrait, so you can have him fully masked. And it's based off of the Jim Lee brown costume. And again, it's our Danger Room sessions, which is was one of the more popular segments of the fine art statue line. So I think fans are going to be real happy with this piece. And it came about because the fans asked for it. They went on Facebook. They went on the forums. They said, give us this brown Wolverine that you kind of, you know, teased at. We, we showed something at San Diego Comic-Con a couple of years ago, but we weren't able to bring it into production, but now we are. And this is a brand new sculpt, too. We didn't go and use that existing sculpt, but we brought a brand new sculpt uh, uh, to this piece. So also, looking forward, we've got a picture here for the Jubilee Bichot Show. Is still looking at getting all those accessories, the gym bag and everything in on that? I'm hoping, I think it's essential to the piece that she has all the accessories on the base. Um, We'll, we'll update our fans as soon as we know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to offer all of that. And the future of the Bishojo line also going strong? Definitely, definitely. We're, we're not going to be stopping or slowing down. We've got more Marvel releases. We've got more DC. Uh, we've got Star Wars. We've got Street Fighter. We've got them all. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Arnie. So... Kotobukiya, yeah, it was always great to talk to Dan. Really nice stuff there. I can't wait to see what they have coming in the future. But dang it, I do not get PR when you ask somebody on Sunday, hey, you're making a statue. Might it be Rocket Raccoon? I cannot say. And then two days later, hey, guess what? It's Rocket Raccoon. (laughs) But they have to have some mystery about it. Maybe they have to do it after the show ends or something. It is... Rocket Raccoon standing on Groot. It's almost like a Groot mini bust with Rocket Raccoon standing on his shoulders. He's kind of cute. Aw, look at his little outfit. It is a really nice piece. And again, just to remind listeners, this is the Artifacts Plus scale. So this is only going to be in the $50 to $60 range. This is not going to be a giant space-sucking statue. Space-sucking statue. Is that a pun? (laughs) I didn't mean for it to be. And from the pictures they posted to Facebook, I'm really impressed. This is the first time I've actually seen Groot grow moss. There's a little bit of moss around his head and on his shoulder. I'm really curious about him being voiced by Vin Diesel. Well, in the comic, he only says one thing. What's that? I am Groot. Well, that's just right up Vin Diesel's acting abilities then, isn't it? (laughs) Just such cool stuff there. I know I have to get that Juggernaut and that Psylocke to keep going with the Danger Room sessions and the Brown Wolverine. The sculpt on the photo they had looked great. But, Justin, you ain't seen nothing until you've seen that Adi Granov Avengers collection. Yeah. I mean, just knowing how things look in person and being on the other side of it, too, and sitting at home and watching coverage. Like, the Kodo stuff is always the things that, when you're right there in front of them, strike you so much more than just seeing pictures. Which is a testament to how great their products are. 
So I'm excited to see those this summer at Comic-Con in San Diego. Yeah, and again, those statues are so inexpensive at $50 or if it's the Hulk, $60. I mean, a very affordable collection when you can get an entire Avengers set for about the price of one hot toy. Yeah. Now, also in that segment there, we talked about Funko, and we did, after we recorded, find out about the Guardians of the Galaxy mystery minis. I don't know the ratios, but the characters we're going to have is two different Star-Lords, one with one gun, one with two guns, two different Rocket Raccoons, one in his firing, snarling mode, and one in his I'm not firing yet and I'm sneering mode, one Groot, one Gamora, one Drax, one Nebula, who is a character I've not seen in any other collectible, is going to be in these mystery minis, and one other character, and unfortunately we're not allowed to take any pictures or show any images of this, but it's a character who I don't know the name of yet. He looks a little bit like a pharaoh. He's holding a staff of Ra and has a big mask with like a Boba Fett shaped T in it. All right. I, I think it might be a searcher, but it might also be Ronan or if it might be Korath. It's all very confusing right now. I, unfortunately, I just I'm not into Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm thinking the movie looks good. The trailer they showed on Jimmy Kimmel looks really good. But I, I'm a big Brian Michael Bendis fan. I just couldn't get into this comic. Just couldn't get into it. I'm hoping the movie is going to do what the comic couldn't do, which is I think what we're all hoping, because that's what movies are meant to do, is bring the rest of people in on it. And so far from what I've seen, I think it's got the potential to. I'm pretty excited from all the toys we saw at Hasbro to... Like you said, the trailer. I'm, I'm waiting to learn all these names <laughs> and find out who I'm supposed to be excited about being blind boxed. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm just going to be happy if we don't lose our wallet. <laughs> See, this all sounds like a fantastic movie for me. I, I'm all in on this, as I've said before, because it, it's just so fantastically weird and odd. But my fear is that it's going to be the first Marvel movie that's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show, where it's so bad, people are just going to go rip it apart or just not see it. Well, speaking of introducing you to new things, Justin, you heard what we said. Are you going to be introduced to your first Labbit? <laughs> I think I might, you know, if they're going to go out of their way to make one just for me, I feel like I, I probably owe it to them to, to plunk <laughs> down the, the bucks to get one, you know? <laughs> Isn't it weird, the ones they chose to make? Arnie, we were talking before the show. That's, that's a little strange. Yeah. I mean, they picked each of our character focuses. Mine with Ghost Rider. I mean, Ghost Rider is not one of the first four you make of anything. But in the Giant Labbit series, numbers three and four are Deadpool and Ghost Rider. Deadpool, <laughs> I can kind of see. But Ghost Rider, I think they're just targeting us. They're like, we did not get enough Marvelicious Toys coverage at Comic-Con. What can we do to get more Marvelicious Toys coverage? <laughs> well, this might be the trick. <laughs> <laughs> it will be the first Deadpool figure you own with a butthole. <laughs> or at least a visible butthole. I can't say with 100% certainty that the rest of them don't have buttholes, but <laughs> this one most definitely does. At least it's not like the Venom where they've pulled away all the symbiote from around the butthole area. It's just a <laughs> That's pretty funny. Dot. <laughs> Even the symbiote doesn't want to go around there. No. <laughs> now, there were a couple other companies that we went to see and we didn't record at. 
and the first was Yes Anime. And Justin, you remember Yes Anime, don't you? Uh, refresh me. Well, you've given the money. Oh, are they the... They're the play imaginative people who have my $100. <laughs> yes, and my $100, too. <laughs> and Yes Anime is the distributor for Play Imaginative here in the States. So we did get to see their Play Imaginative stuff, and man, those quarter-scale figures are looking pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you glad you didn't plunk down the money for one of those, considering it's almost going to be an entire year before you get the other one in hand? Yeah, but... I just love the fact I'm not a huge Iron Man Mark 42 armor fan, but the Mark 42 that they made that has the different faces, you can get beat up Tony Stark and everything. It would all be worth it for the Pepper Potts head. Nice. <laughs> I'm surprised Hot Toys didn't do that, too, but that's yeah. So, OK, Marjorie, I know that you went up and asked him where the hell are our figures. Right? I didn't, because these guys are just a distributor, but I did kind of mention that I had purchased one last year at Comic-Con, and I still haven't gotten it. And he kind of just chuckled a little and said, yeah, it's whenever. He said that they are perfectionists, and that these are expected out in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> he told us September before. But that they will get them perfect. And I know you're anxious, Justin, but I've said this about Hot Toys, I'm going to say this about Play Imaginative. I said this about Sideshow's Galactus when it got delayed a few months. I'd rather wait and have a perfect collectible than get something rushed that wasn't ready to ship. Yeah, but there's there's a breaking point to that, too. I mean, you say a couple months, that's fine. It's going to be a year before we see these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or better. Yeah. And they did also have some of the new 1-6 scale, and I just... I'm... Not pre-ordering anymore, but man, that Igor armor was awesome. I know. I want to I wanna give them money for that, but I just in good conscience cannot do it until I have at least one of them in my hands. I'm in the same boat, Justin, because I want the drones, I want the Igor, but I'm not going to give them any more money until I have the money. Mm-hmm. But their quarter scale, listen to this. I don't know that we knew this, or at least I don't know that I knew this. They have the light-up features like the Hot Toys. But each of them had next to it what looked like a cigarette lighter. So I asked the guy, what, what, what is that? It is the infrared remote control to turn them on and off so you don't have little switches all over the place that you can break. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you can just have this thing that looks like a little cigarette lighter and your friends come over and you can just from across the room light up your toys. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. But I can't get any quarter scale play imaginatives. A, I mean, I literally can't get them. They're not shipping. <laughs> <laughs> but B, there's so many Iron Mans out there that even though I love the Pepper Potts head and everything, I mean, these are what, 600? Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said it before. Like, if there was no such thing as Hot Toys, these things would be probably pretty high on my, my want list. But since there's Hot Toys at a a slightly more palatable price point and a little bit easier size to collect. I think Hot Toys steals the thunder on the bigger than a six inch action figure for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just checked to make sure the Mark 42, which is the one I'd get because of the Pepper Potts head being such a unique accessory is 650 US. Ouch. Yikes. I think Justin's right. If there's no Hot Toys, this would be a very viable option. Yeah, but there are Hot Toys, and I will stick to, if I ever get them, the six-inch play imaginative. Exactly. Besides, I have a new lust. <laughs> and it was introduced to me in the 
Yes, Anime Booth. There is a company. Now, I have watched a ton of videos and things. Everybody's pronouncing this company's name as Easy Hobby because that's how you spell it is E-Z-H-O-B-I. However, the guys at Yes Anime said it's pronounced it's Zobi. You sure they didn't just have an accent? He was very, very clear because I said, oh, this is Easy Hobby. He goes, when you're speaking it, pronounce it is Zobi. Yeah, and he didn't really have an accent. No. Hmm. I mean, he corrected my pronunciation. So, but you've probably, if you've heard anyone speak of them or seen it spelled, it's Easy H-O-B-I. And these guys are making the Hyper Gogan figures. Oh, yeah, the Hyper Gogan. <laughs> yeah, which to me has always sounded like a Street Fighter 2 move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hyper Gogan, use a flame. Sounds like something out of Pokemon. Yeah, that too. And I looked at these Hyper Gogan figures and what that means, and I've talked to Jeff a little bit, who does the focus for our international collecting and does Superhero Fun Time. I've already asked him to do a Superhero Fun Time segment. It'll be on the next show explaining a little bit more about the Izobi Hyper Gogan figures. But what the Gogan means is it means there's die cast pieces on these. Oh, that's cool. And of course, guess what? They're doing Iron Man. Weird. I know no one ever does Iron Man. If only someone would make some Iron Man figures. God, it would be so cool to have like the Hall of Armor. Such an unrepresented area of collecting, you know? And these were about, I think, one-tenth scale. A little smaller than a hot toy. And the Iron Man's, there was a Mark III battle damaged that had interchangeable head and hands. And then a not battle damaged one and i have talked about these because they were went for sale on big bad toy store and they come with a hall of armor pod each and the interchangeable head and hands and they retail for about 200 but then they also come with little tiny like frenzy sized iron mans that are super deformed that were so cute that's like you know i may need another iron man in this other weird scale just so i can also get these little tiny guys they were just so adorable (laughs) and they're not being released any other way it's just if you buy the the big iron man it's a pack-in accessory you know all right all right but i'll be honest the iron man isn't what caught my eye in their booth at all because i've seen so much iron man But on the shelves above was more Iron Man and some Incredible Hulks. And on Sunday at Toy Fair, I took photos of all this stuff, and I didn't really ask them any questions. But then I got back and started looking at these, and it started to sink in. (laughs) I think it's funny because we probably looked like loons because we went back. We're like, we need to talk to you. (laughs) We really did. We went back the next day and like, we got questions. (laughs) The guy was very, very, very nice. And he was really excited to talk about it. And he opened up the case so I could take pictures and look at him, too. I mean, I was wondering what in the hell was going on in their booth when there is two things. A Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. Hyper Gokin. Nicolas Cage is never going to play Ghost Rider again. Seriously? Never. Are you sure? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure based off the performance of the last one that but it was He might have ruined it for everybody. Nobody may play Ghost Rider again. <laughs> no, because that's true. <laughs> right now it is owned by, I believe, Sony. And if Sony doesn't make a Ghost Rider film in five more years, the rights will revert back to Marvel, who will then make a Netflix series or something. Right. But I'm like, this is awesome. It's a one-tenth scale with die cast Ghost Rider with the flame cycle. 
and that's going to only be $200. Hmm. And as I just mentioned with my Ghost Rider character focus, I was like, this is awesome. I need this. It comes with three heads, one with the flames behind him. So like he's riding on the motorcycle really fast and it's giving him wind resistance. And then a Nick Cage head who can be like, what am I doing here? And where's Elvis's daughter? (laughs) (laughs) But to see a Ghost Rider collectible that it says releasing in 2014, it had me kind of scratching my head who would do that. And then on the shelf right beneath it was a bunch of tiny Incredible Hulk statues that were maybe three inches tall, three and a half inches tall. But they were from the old Hulk movies. They were from the Incredible Hulk from 2008. There was specifically a Hulk with those two pieces of the car on his fist and like that badass that scene where he pummels Abomination. <laughs> All right. And then there was a Incredible Hulk 2008 Abomination statue. Hmm. And what's really funny is it has a little plaque in front of it. It doesn't say abomination. It is furious bomb. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It just sounds like they've got the license to expired Marvel properties. You know? (laughs) Yeah, admittedly, it's Iron Man Mark III. Either that or they're making play imaginative look fast. <laughs> or they've been they've been making these since 2006. It's just now coming out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe they've got a Johnny Storm in there somewhere they're working on still. <laughs> yeah, this is like maybe from the first Ghost Rider film. We're we're going to do the Hyper Goken Ghost Rider 8 years later. <laughs> it's ready. I mean, maybe that's the case, but these mini figures, they're also doing a set for Iron Man. Again, the Iron Man I kind of glossed over at first. You get five Hulk statues, and if you get all five in, in America, you have to buy them as a set. You can build this abomination statue, hmm. and it's like five different Hulks. They're, I think, all movie-based, but different poses. There's one of the Hulks screaming up at the heavens like in the rainstorm when Betty was in the cave, and one with him doing a big leap. They're also doing five Iron Man Mark IIs. Because why not? And if you get them all, you can then build Iron Man Mark I. Huh. Yeah, it very much seems like maybe they don't even have the license and they're just hoping that Marvel will think, oh, yeah, somebody gave them the license for that back (laughs) in the day. (laughs) They're also doing really, really tiny mini busts. But I understand that the statues and looking at my pictures here again, the gentleman we talked to said five Iron Man Mark II's. Oh, yeah, yep, there's five Iron Man Mark II's. There's also a couple Iron Man Mark III's in that same scale. But you get all five statues for 50 bucks. Oh, that's now, a very reasonable price. He point. was nice enough to let us hold them, and they were a plastic, but like a good heavy plastic and not like, like they didn't feel cheap. Yeah, I looked it up online. They're PVC is what they are. They're really hefty PVC material. I was close. It's plasticky. I mean, guy was very accommodating. So I'm really looking forward to Jeff telling me what these new toys are that I must own. <laughs> And finally, we stopped by the Diamond Select booth, and they had a lot of stuff there, and a lot of it we weren't even allowed to photograph, but man, they have got so much coming out. I have some very good news. What we declared the action figure of 2013 that no one could get, you are going to get a shot. What the Marvelicious (laughs) Toys staff declared the single best action figure of the year, the Diamond Select Venom. Oh, yeah. It is being re-released. They have heard the demand for this figure. It's coming back out. Good. That's that's good on their part. 
and just smart on their part. If they know that it's going to sell, why not just put it back on the machines? They're also re-releasing a bunch of those uh, Disney exclusive ones they did, like Hawkeye and Black Widow and Thor, only they're no longer going to be Disney Store exclusives. That's a good idea as well, you know? Because Disney stores aren't everywhere. They're not as ubiquitous as they used to be. Like I said, there's not one around me at all. I just find it very interesting that sometimes these licenses will allow them to take these exclusives and then later re-release them as not exclusive. But the biggest one to me isn't necessarily even Black Widow or Thor or Hawkeye. The lizard figure they did for Disney, that's going to see mass retail as well. Hmm. You know, that's got me kind of thinking is maybe now that Disney does own Marvel and Star Wars and they have more stuff to put in their Disney stores, maybe we'll see a resurgence of the, the Disney store at malls again. They've already started stocking Star Wars. Yeah, it's a real possibility that might pick up as a retail place again. And when it comes to the comics, they are doing a Best of Minimates Series 3, but they're doing some new versions of some classic figures. Like, they've not done a full-on yellow shirt Luke Cage before. So, doing one of those. It's some characters that are best of, but you get a couple new versions in there. It's been a while since I've seen comic-based Minimates. You know, it seems like it's always movie stuff out there. And when I did see some on the shelf the other day, I was I was a little confused. I was like, oh, that's right. Minimates does do comic versions. Yeah, we talked about them a little bit because we talked about that translucent Electro and some of that. They they come out regularly. I see them a lot at Toys R Us and order some waves. I find myself focusing more on the movie-based stuff, though. Yeah, those just seem to be the ones that hang on the pegs a little bit more. Yeah, and in fact... In the Ask DST, they do an Ask Diamond Select Toys, where Chuck, who runs the company, answers fan questions. And one of the things he mentioned in the latest Ask Diamond Select is that Toys R Us has a new person doing the buying, and they're not buying as heavily into Minimates right now. And it can no longer just be assumed that if they're doing a line of Minimates for a movie, that there will be a Toys R Us exclusive version. Because, like, with the Wolverine, I ordered a case from Big Bad Toy Store, but then I still had to go to Toys R Us and get the swap-out extra packs with the variant figures. And well, and this kind of makes sense with what we've seen, where the Minimates go on clearance, and because of a pricing error, you were able to pick up the new sets for the clearance price. Yeah, Toys R Us used one UPC for, or one SKU for all Minimates. I got the brand new Minimates for three bucks a pack. Wow. And it also goes with what I've seen, though. I can still go to my Toys R Us and pick up X-Men First Class Minimates. Yeah. I just don't know if Toys R Us really is a place. I mean, they're always in the aisle of misfit toys. That's what I call, like, where they have the Godzilla and the kick-ass toys. And maybe people don't venture down there if they're not into wrestling. Because <laughs> that's what the wrestling toys, too. Well, they used to be in the Marvel aisle. Toys R Us just keeps moving. I honestly don't know where to look for them sometimes. Yeah, I don't, and I don't, to be honest with you, I think from store to store they don't know where to stock them because like marjorie said sometimes they are next to like the the NECA figures and all that stuff and other times they're sprinkled in with the marvel stuff so who knows well there's not going to be a toys r us exclusive for either x-men days of future past or captain america 2 but they will have some for guardians of the galaxy and spider-man <laughs> but let's let's go through their movie collection the biggest one that they had was Amazing Spider-Man 2. And there's going to be a Amazing Spider-Man 2 select figure, and that's the only select that they were showing. But then they're also doing 
the mini busts and the statue. Do you remember they did that for Amazing Spider-Man 1? They had the three mini busts. They had a Peter Parker in like the ski mask, the really cheap, you know, like it's cold outside outfit with the sunglasses. And then the Spider-Man and the lizard mini busts. Vaguely. I don't own them, but I do remember. I do remember those. Yeah, I remember them very well because the MSRP was 80, which was a little high for me. Past Generation Toys is now selling them through Amazon at 35 a bust. Oh, wow. So I thought that was a bust. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And that they wouldn't be doing any more of these. But they're doing a Green Goblin bust. They didn't have it there. They had pictures. We can't show them because Sony doesn't want you to see what the Green Goblin looks like. It's kind of an interesting take is what I'll say. It's human face, <laughs> but it's like he's got a skin disease. He's kind of scaly. Ooh. He's not wearing a Power Rangers mask. <laughs> they already went that route. They've got to do something. They've got to up the game. And then they're also going to be doing another statue like they did the last time. This one, it looks like Spider-Man's kind of got his knees bent. He's standing on some stairs or a rooftop that they're going to be doing. Hmm. And minor spoiler, I did ask about the Rhino, and they're not doing the Rhino in any scale. He's not in the Minimates, he's not going to get a figure, and what they said is they think if they did a Rhino Minimate, he'd have to be the size of a Select. <laughs> like, he's going to be that big in the movie, and that the Rhino is more like a vehicle being driven than it is a suit being worn. Yeah, he's more of a mech suit type of thing. That's just kind of weird. Yeah. So, so the Minimates we are getting, there's going to be Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, Gwen and Peter, Electro, and Spider-Man with a fireman's hat. <laughs> I thought the hat was kind of cute. Now, the closest we're getting to a rhino, we are getting an Aleski Saitvich, which is Paul Giamatti, with an Alexander Smythe. And I didn't know how much of a part he plays in the movie. He's getting a figure, and if you read the comics, you know he created the Spider Slayer. Ooh. <laughs> and then there is a bonus pack at Toys R Us. Here's something interesting. It comes with a Max Dillon, so a human form of Electro there. And what they're calling an amazing Spider-Man flashback Spider-Man. So it's his outfit from the first movie. Huh. So it's likely that there's going to be some kind of a flashback scene in this movie where he's wearing the old duds. All right. So that's the Spider-Man lineup. Quite a lot of stuff going for Spider-Man from Diamond. I'm definitely getting the Minimates and the Select figure. Hey, if the bus go down to 30 bucks like the last ones, I might pick those up too. <laughs> <laughs> they look cool. I just, I, I prefer statues and figures to minibus by and large. So this is like a, this is like a mini code Spider-Man, Marjorie. I know, I know. It's, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> we haven't had to call that out for quite a while. Well. It's better Code Spider-Man than Code Guardians of the Galaxy, which may be even worse. Which is what Marjorie is in, and it is quite a reversal for me to sit here, and I now completely understand the sinking of her heart when I use the term all-in. <laughs> Why are you worried? Slightly, yes. You don't even know what all-in means for me yet. Exactly. Every rocket raccoon thing ever. Yeah, pretty much. Jeff has already said he's spent six hours editing rocket raccoon photos. He's a little sick of the character. Imagine once Marjorie goes all in. <laughs> now, Diamond had a great, great Captain America 2 offering. We had one listener post on our Facebook page, and they're like, is 
Hasbro doing a six-inch legend for Falcon for the movie? And the sad answer is no. They're only doing a kind of crappy three-and-three-quarter-inch play-feature-laden figure. Mm-hmm. Leave it to Diamond to pick up the slack. Their Falcon is effing amazing. And that F is for Falcon. <laughs> He's Falcon amazing. It was pretty tremendous. He's got, like, the big wingspan. He is wider with his wings out than he is tall. The detail on him is tr just great. The facial likeness, incredible. So if you're feeling a little left out because you're not getting a Legends Falcon, Select is just killing it. Yeah, see, that's what I was about to say. This, as, as a Legends primarily collector, this hurts, you know, because he's not going to be in scale with my Legends. But if this is the only way to get him, then, geez, I don't know. I'm going to probably own a Diamond Select Falcon, but it just, it it's going to always stand out as, hey, this is the one that Hasbro didn't do. Yeah, I'm just glad to get a good likeness of this character. I can hope that much like Trevor from Iron Man 3, we're going to see a third wave of Iron Man figures and the Falcon will get his due, but this is great. And they are doing the Super Soldier Steve Rogers outfit Captain America to go with them. So you at least have those two together. Yep. They both look great. I'll, I will give Diamond that. They're really getting their sculpts down, especially on humans, which it used to be a little bit questionable when it came to people, but they're they're getting dialed in. And then the mini-mates told me a lot about what was going to happen in the movie. So, minor spoiler alerts. We, of course, have a Captain America and a Winter Soldier two-pack, and then a Falcon and Widow mini-mate two-pack. Then you get the classic red and blue duds Captain America, along with Brock Lumbro. That name means something to you, Justin? Hmm. Isn't that Venom? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, that's right. Mm, no. Brock Rumlow is becomes Crossbones. Oh, interesting. Now, that may not happen in this movie, but Crossbones is in this movie as Brock Lumbro. That's a hilarious uh, name. That's pretty... It's not as hilarious as Dum Dum Dugan, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty exciting. And then the last pack, which if this wasn't Toys R Us and it's not, I'd have to call the Peg Warmer pack, <laughs> is Agent Sitwell, who has been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and was in a Marvel one-shot short movie, with Batrock, who is another Master of Evil, but may not be a Master of Evil in this movie. Wow. Is it possible they're teasing out Captain America 3 already? It is very, very possible. I mean, look what they did with Winter Soldier and Captain America 1. Yeah. I think they're already talking Captain America 3 is going to bring back the same directors and be part of Phase 3. I would not be at all surprised if they go with Crossbones as the bad guy now that I know that Lumbro's in this film. That will be pretty awesome. Now I'm excited about Captain America 3 and I haven't even seen 2 yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I knew you were a Crossbones fan. That's why I didn't know if you'd know his human name. <laughs> you'd think I would, but... Now, I'm excited because Diamond is the only company anywhere at Toy Fair. No Hasbro, no Funko, nobody but Diamond is doing Days of Future Past toys. I know, that saddens me. But then I realize it's more of a cerebral movie than what the usual superhero movies are. I just trust Hot Toys will fill the gap, but... We can hope. But they are doing a set of mini-mates for Days of Future Past, and I'm kind of excited with the lineup. You get a young Magneto with a full blue mystique, a young Professor X 
with a Wolverine who Marjorie, I, it is a mini mate, but this Wolverine does have a shirtless swap out <laughs> chest. Okay. Nice. <laughs> then you get Rogue. She's been cut from the movie, but you get a mini mate. Well, you know. <laughs> Along with old Magneto. What are those two doing together? And then you get old Professor X and a black outfit, bare-armed Wolverine. And both of these Professor Xs have just really cool wheelchairs. I mean, just great big accessories for a mini-mate. Nice. Yeah, I wish some of the other companies would have hopped on on the X-Men, but it's already a chock-full year of Marvel movies, and I guess you have to draw the line somewhere. But, man, just even a team pack somewhere from Hasbro would have been neat. Yeah, I agree. I wish Hasbro wouldn't just dismiss all of Fox's movies so handily. We'll probably see a re-release of some old comic-based X-Men f- around that time. Yeah. And then finally, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god, that Rocket Raccoon Minimate must have. Yeah, there. I didn't see any selects. I think that they said they were kind of waiting and seeing on those. But the Minimates, there's going to be sets of those. You're going to get Nebula with Ronin, Sakaar Warrior, and Nova Centurion. Some army builders there. Then you get the three-pack of Drax, Rocket, and Gamora, and then a Groot and Star-Lord. And Toys R Us will have a special Guardians assortment, including a Yondu figure with a Mohawk. Nice. How small is that Rocket Raccoon in that scale? Like Garbanzo bean size. (laughs) It is tiny. Like, I would be afraid to, like, have it near my mouth in case I inhaled sharply and then accidentally swallowed it. It is really, really small. It is very tight. That's why it's a pack-in. I mean, it's honestly about the size of, like, the tiny wasp we got with Ant-Man a while back. Wow. But he's <laughs> he's infinitely more detailed. He had amazing detail for such a tiny piece. That's exciting. That's one I will probably hop on. I like oddities like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Diamond, as far as Marvel goes, I honestly am going to say Diamond gets... Exhibitor of the year from me for what they did there because they're the only ones going so deep into the movies. While I think I got most excited about my discovery of the Hyper Gogans, that's the single item that made me jump up and down and go, I must have it. As far as depth of items, I mean, everybody had great stuff on display. Funko, Kid Robot, Lego had some awesome, awesome stuff, but nobody hit the depth of Diamond. Hmm. And they're going to have a fan's choice Minimates deal with Toys R Us later this year. I mean, they're really a fan-oriented company. And out of all the companies we visited in all of Toy Fair, Diamond and Hasbro are the two that really had the best news. And Diamond, well, I I know I'll be able to find diamonds in the store. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one nice thing about it. (laughs) I was most excited by Funko, just because they have the blind box items with the regular Marvel line and then the Guardians of the Galaxy. It has excited me to no end. Admittedly, in every other line, Rocket Raccoon is the cutest Guardian, but in Funko's hands, it's Groot. (laughs) Yeah, Groot is awesome looking. Super cute. And, And I have to give a shout out to Funko anyway. I don't think there's a single license that you can think of that they don't have something for. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, their catalog is as thick as the Land's End catalog. It, it, it's gone ex- nuts with these new reaction figures they're doing with Super 7, the five point of articulation. They're doing Escape from New York, Back to the Future, Predator, Alien, Goonies. You can get a sloth figure. 
<laughs> they've just hit everything and they've done a really good job at it and they've made this niche product that has just exploded and i have to say their booth is the most surreal booth ever because everything is lined in green leds so it's kind of like being in an arcade and then when you step out of their booth into the regular light you mm-hmm. see everything green for about 20 minutes and then your vision kind of evens out <laughs> i saw that in some of the pictures they had a weird green hue to them it's the green lights. It's like an arcade. It's kind of frightening. <laughs> yeah, well, not having been there, it's hard for me to say which things would have impressed me the most. But just looking at all the great pictures you guys took, it's it's just kind of the way I am anyway. I think I, I like to go a little bit here and a little bit there and all that stuff. I'm just excited in general about the year ahead of us. You know, I, I'm digging all the, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff coming from, from everybody. You know, that's that's pretty exciting. And that's kind of where my head's at right now, because I feel like with the Spider-Man stuff coming out with from Hasbro already, same with Captain America, I feel like that balloon has already gone up in the air. It's now the next movie that we're waiting for stuff for is Guardians. And that's kind of where my focus is. And I'm kind of in Marjorie's boat. I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a Rocket Raccoon fan with everything I see on him. See, he's awesome. Jeff, be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> It is going to be a great year to be a Marvel collector. I guarantee it's going to be another expensive year to be a Marvel collector. And just before we quit, I want to give one quick shout out to a company that we're going to see again at C2E2, Floppets. Yes, these were these neat little things and they had prototypes of some Marvel Floppets. And what it is, it's like this weird rubbery thing with like a Disney princess on it or a little Hulk and it's on this little strap of double-sided Velcro, and you could put it, like, on your lanyard. They said people would make bracelets out of them. Kids put them on their backpacks. Really neat little things, and just kind of cutesy and fun. And they're using that Marvel Kwai art like you find on the Walmart drinking cups. Oh, nice. And, you know, they're an Illinois company, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, we got to give them a shout. They're just getting started. They have the license for Marvel. It's approved, and they're going to start selling these at C2E2. Excellent. And I think that we also need to mention some names of some people who work behind the scenes. Huge, major, major shout outs to Jeff and Curtis for just shoveling piles of photos onto the FTP. And then Andrew, Josh and Evan enhancing like there was no tomorrow doing these great videos so we could get the shows out on time. And Jason holding down the Ford at home getting the websites updated for us and adding a video player to our homepage so that now you don't need a plug-in and QuickTime wasn't working so well if that's what you had installed. So Jason just put a player right on the homepage so now you can watch it like we're YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't I can't say enough how much all the work those guys put in over the weekend helped me stay up to date on what was going on. And I got to say it, guys. I mean, not to toot our own horn or anything, but... I looked at a lot of websites and a lot of different coverage this weekend, and I think you guys are taking some of the best pictures out there. So it's worth, lug- it's worth lugging around those heavy cameras for 20 <laughs> miles. <laughs> I have bloody stumps for feet right now. <laughs> and I do want to shout out Baron and Daryl 
work on this show, they were overdoing Star Wars Action News' coverage, but they also just put in tons of great work. So thank you, everybody involved in this. This is truly a team effort. There's no way we could bring this much coverage through the social media, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, links to all of it's from our homepage, and to bring the shows out in this rapid succession without the help of every single person who works on these shows. So sincerely from all of us, thank you. And thank you for your continuing work because we're going to be back in two weeks, back on our regular schedule with our next show. I have brand new Spider-Man figures, the six inch. Justin, I know how you are with hitting stores. How's that New Year's resolution of not obsessively going to every store in your area? Uh, you know, it's getting a little better. Like I'm, I'm not hitting every store every day, but I have been kind of haunting targets ever since I've seen you had luck finding the wave two ones there, but <laughs> the heater. <laughs> yeah. The cooler's gone. He's the heater now. <laughs> He's setting the bar. If Arnie found him, then damn it. You better get out there. <laughs> Cause you probably missed him already then. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't had any luck finding any of that second wave of Spider-Man yet, but not from lack of trying. Well, I, I'm still looking for Toxin, but Spider-Girl and Boomerang and all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Yeehaw! Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds, as well as product reviews, on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Photo Editing by Curtis and Jeff. Graphic Design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production copyright 2014, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. What's his name? Sean, not Sean Combs. Um. P. Diddy? <laughs> Who's this guy talking to us now? Jason. 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 <laughs> That's it, right. Okay. Jason Kosovich. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> uh, refresh me. Well, you've given the money. 
Oh, are they the? They're the what? What are they? The uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for them so long. I forget the damn name of the company. Play imaginative. They Play imaginative for them. That's right. <laughs> I'm not a huge Iron Man Mark 42 armor fan. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say I'm not a big Iron Man fan. (laughs) And I'd be like, whoa, stop. (laughs) Justin, cue the record scratch. We got to back up. Excel, why not just put it back on the put it back on the machines? I got to go. I got to go play Words of Thrones. Sorry. Oh, they've already started stocking Star Wars. Wow, I said that without slipping. (laughs) (laughs) 